1: Here comes Pierce with 5 seconds left Pierce with 3, Pierce with 2 Pierce, away at the horn, it's good With Morris, Walt, Neal, and Gortelli Porter uh, can't find anybody, he gives it to Walt Werner gets Bradley for 3
2: Everybody. Welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. Today is a special podcast edition. We have Troy Halliburton with us and Bryna Kramer. And I'm Becca, MVP, obviously. If you don't know who I am and you listen to this podcast, um, I can't help you. <laughs> Anyways, <we're laughs> the three of us spent our entire weekend at Capital One Arena we had some highs, we had some lows, but right now we're coming off of a high because the Wizards have beat the Hornets. So, how are you guys feeling right now? Feeling pretty good. Good. Yeah. How
3: about yeah. You? I mean, I feel pretty good. I feel. I feel like this is a, a much-needed win for the team, and you know, considering the lows that you mentioned before, uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm. This should yes, ease the, the pain. Lows. So to catch you up on the lows, because we have to just get it out of the way. Um, we lost yesterday to the Bulls, and it was a pretty slow-paced game. I heard that... It's putting it dinner. they putting up. it slow-paced game. Um, I think Troy said that it set us back about 50 years it set, bas- it
3: set the game of basketball back 50 years.
2: Well, it aged me 50 years, so <laughs> yeah. here I am, a 75-year-old woman. Um, <laughs> anyways... John Wall is having surgery and will be out for the rest of the season. Troy told me not to cry, so I'm not going to (laughs) cry.
3: Big girls don't cry. But
2: big girls don't cry, but I want to. Um, I think it's necessary that he's having surgery. I think it's good that he's getting it out of the way because this season has been not too great. No. So, I mean, do you guys feel the same or do you feel different?
3: Yeah, I mean, I feel like the surgery was necessary, especially since they said that he's been dealing with the burns bone Spurs for a number of years now. Right. So it's like, with him getting ready to go and to to start his Supermax contract uh, coming up next season, the first year of his Supermax, I mean, he's pretty much an investment for the team. So you would want your investment over the next five years to you know, be put in the best possible position of being as healthy as possible. And if that means having surgery right now on what, you know, could be, you know, argue you could argue that this has been a lost season already, you know, you might as well just go ahead and get the surgery so that they can come back and retool and be ready for next year.
4: Yeah. I mean, kind of going off what Troy said at this point, I mean, there's still a number of ways this season can go, but like overall, I think we can all agree that it's a lost season. Um, and so I think, yeah, like, there's no need to push it. Just let him go in, get the surgery, take the six to eight months to get his body back right, get his foot back right, get his heel back right, you know, come into next year. Like you said, when he's starting his super max, and, you know, just get back right, and then we'll start over from then. Like, at this point, yes, they can make the playoffs, maybe, but, like, I don't know. At this point, just, like, let John, maybe –
3: Maybe. I, mean, I don't know.
2: I, and That's a light maybe. Yeah. We're not it, – it's looking pretty crazy right now. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be good for John Wall to be out. I mean, it's sad that he's not playing, but I think it's good because we'll see some of the younger guys really mm-hmm. get to grow and get their reps in. And hopefully Troy Brown Jr. Free will Troy now – Free Troy Brown.
3: Free Troy Brown. <laughs>
2: we witnessed a lot of screams tonight saying free Troy Brown, put him back on the court. Um, and it was
4: pretty exciting to see him play. He, played pr- I mean, he was he played, pretty productive. He played a great game. For someone who has, what, he, coming night he played 102 minutes this season so far, he played a really good game. I was very impressed with him. As yeah. someone who hasn't gotten to see a lot of him in the go-go like, I was very impressed.
3: Yeah, I mean, I was impressed with Troy, too. It um, you know, it, it, it kind of sucks that you know it took John Wall yeah. having, having to have a season-ending injury for Scott Brooks to finally look down the bench and say, "You know what? I'm going to play our 15th overall draft pick." But you know, I think that what Troy is able to bring to the team is um, he has the ability to play make. And so, in a team where, where you're using, where they're losing their number one playmaker in John Wall, you know, it's good to have you know a secondary ball handler be able to come in and you know run pick and rolls and be able to get others involved. And you know, I mean, the only way he's going to learn how to get better is through experience.
4: Yeah, and his chemistry with Sam Decker in the first half tonight was very nice. Yeah, it was yeah. A nice Sam, Sam Decker's
3: the perfect cutter yeah. and Troy Brown, you know, is good at, you know, setting him up, running at a weak side uh, screen action. So, you know, I'm I, I was impressed with it like like you said, he's only played 102 minutes. So, you know, wait, but he played 17, 17 minutes tonight.
4: yeah, make that 119. Exactly.
3: So, you know, he, he's uh, he, he's building up his uh, resume. There's still a very long shot that he can make one of the all-rookie teams. <laughs> At know? his
4: career-high nine <laughs> points Career-high
3: nine points. Hey, I'm believing. I'm believing. I'm <laughs> on the bandwagon.
4: Yeah. But he did
2: get those nine points within the first, like, ten minutes that he played. Um, yeah. He made three out of four of his shots. And he played 17 minutes. Honestly, I'm just glad that he was able to even get on the court at all because I thought he would never. So,
3: yeah, I, I feel like <laughs> never uh, thought
2: I'd see the day. <laughs> yeah,
3: Scott Brooks has been kind of pump faking the media members right. for you know, a few weeks now. He's like, well, you know, you never know. Troy could play. You know, we're trying to get him ready. I feel like the key word he's been using was ready. But you know, with his back against the wall and he's looking down at the bench, and he's only got you know a certain amount of available players. And you know, he finally put him in. And I feel like you know he won't regret that decision
0: no yeah I we
2: agree. Ha- we had 10 available players on the court to play <laughs> yet yeah. only 8 of them played yeah yet 8 of them played um yeah, coming into this game, we were pretty scared. Bryna and I were sitting there, like, um, if someone gets injured, like, we're in big trouble. <laughs> yeah. Because and someone I, else,
4: and it looked for a second and like Jeff Jeffrey, Jeffrey, and I was
2: like, oh, God. Yeah. Was I good. was like, please, please no. no. I was like, please do not have a concussion. That fall looked so bad. So we had Beal, Ariza, Bryant, Sato, Mahimi, Baker. Baker did not play. Mahimi did play. Randall, Decker, and Brown. So. Yeah, it's a pretty solid squad considering the circumstances. Um, yeah, so in your eyes, in your eyes, who is the player of the game? We got. I think Thomas Bryant. I think, once again.
3: I think Thomas Bryant would have to be up there. Um, in my eyes, I think that Sato probably was the player of the game, right. just because you know he's the player who was kind of thrust into uh, a new role with John Wall being out. So he steps in as the starting point guard. And, you know, like, he, he not only has to get everybody else involved, but, you know, the team has a void when it comes to scoring points. So he had to, you know, be more aggressive on the offensive end. You know, he, he's been kind of passive in his tenure as a wizard. You know, he likes to come in and do, you know, all of the utility work type of uh, deeds. But tonight I felt like he was aggressive, and he got his three-point shot to fall. He went four or seven from three-point range. And, you know, when, when, when his shot is falling – you know, he's a, a more than credible NBA uh, point guard.
2: I'm with you there. I only say Thomas Bryant because he made 9 out of 13 of his field goals. Um, that's pretty darn good. I mean, nothing is going to beat his 14 out of 14 Yeah. unless he gets 15 out of 15. But I, I hope he does. But he did a great job. But I do have to agree with you on Sadoransky, though, because I did see him make a lot of passes that were, like, you know, I didn't even see them coming. Yeah. It's and I'm, Amazing.
4: I'll say, like, he Ariza wasn't my player of the game, but it was nice to see him have a really good game. Yeah, I probably agree. his best game since he's come back For as sure. a wizard. I mean, Scott Brooks was saying after the game, you know, he took 10 threes. I mean, yes, he only made four, but, like, to see him be that aggressive from beyond the arc was really nice. He had nine assists, seven rebounds, 24 points. I mean, it was not necessarily the player of the game, but it was really nice to see him have his best game as a wizard so far.
3: Yeah, I mean, Ariza pretty much kind of filled the stat sheet, and I think that, you know, it's interesting to watch, you know, his role kind of shift because, you know, he was brought in to, you know, be kind of like an ancillary player you know, come in and, you know, just kind of chip in. But now he's found himself thrust into a position where he's really the, you know, second best player on the court. So they're, you know, they're going to be running a lot of their offense through him. And, you know, Scott Brooks said that he has the green light. He wants him to take – you know, 10 threes a game. He said, if he doesn't take 10 threes, he's going to make them run suicide. So, yeah, I mean, I think that just just tells you all we need to know about, you know, what the team expects from Trevor Ariza going forward. Yeah.
2: I think everybody on the stat sheet had a pretty solid game, and I think that's part of the reason why they won. Even though we have all these players that are absent, everybody came and stepped in.
4: Yeah, and yeah. I mean, this going off, like you said, I mean, everyone stepped up and it was just a fun game to watch yeah. too. I mean, up until the end, but oh, <laughs> talk about that. No, but yeah. this was, overall, this was probably the most fun game I've been to in all of December for the most part. You
3: know, it was definitely a fun game and I feel like uh, one of the reasons why it was such a fun game is because, man, Kimba Walker has to be one of the most entertaining basketball players yeah. on this earth to watch because, I mean, he's literally only 5'10". But, I mean, he is a scoring machine. He like, is. They, I learned
2: that tonight. <laughs> I mean, they
3: tried to throw every defense possible at him, double teams, triple teams, hedging off between their holes. He can't. He can't, he can't. He, yeah. if, he, if you leave even just a slither of space, he the shot is going up, and yeah. there's a good chance it's going in. I know, Becca, you kept saying brick, <laughs> brick. brick, and he kept making them, and then you stopped saying brick, no. and then he started missing. <laughs>
2: Eventually, I'm just like, okay, obviously I'm just going to – I'm putting my foot in my mouth, and I'm just not going to say Brick anymore because, obviously, he does not miss, and he is pretty talented. I didn't understand why people would have a debate on Twitter. Who's better, John Wall or Kemba Walker? But, you know, like, I get it now. I, I, understand, I understand why he's in the conversation. I really um, – had a change of heart when I saw him play live tonight. But, I mean, John Wall is the best, so we're not going to go there. <laughs> we're not yeah, going to go
3: there. But at least you gained a newfound respect for Kevin Walker. Yes, I respect as, as he poured in 47 points in Capital One Arena. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. I, I, I can't disrespect someone who does that. <laughs> Except for LeBron James when he dropped 51 on us. I was pretty mad.
4: Oh, man. <laughs> Anyways,
2: we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to discuss... Bradley Beal's leadership on this team now that John Wall is gone and we're going to discuss our thoughts on Keith Morris seeing a specialist. Stick around.
0: This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time.
2: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in on this special edition of Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network. I'm here with my DC family. Bloggers, Bri- rogue. Shout <laughs> bloggers rogue. rogue. Shout out Bloggers Rogue. squad, out. Gang, gang. Gang, gang for life. Um, <laughs> gangster party in this closet. Um, Bryna and Troy, if you guys hear anything in the background, it's probably because the staff at Capital One Arena is breaking down is breaking down uh, the court to set up for a Caps game or a concert, so nothing we can do about it, but this office space is really nice and (laughs) it's fun. It's actually pretty far away from the media room, and I took Troy and Brian on this long walk, and they kept asking me, where are you taking me? Where are you taking me? And I felt... Like a little disappointed that I thought that I would
4: mislead them, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It's a it's a lot it's a lot more plush than
3: uh, than what I was expecting based on your description. You
4: literally said closet, and I'm literally thinking like closet. So, yeah. Well,
2: Well, I guess last time I was here with Quentin, it felt like a closet, but you know what? Like I think because the table was kind of in the middle of the room and it kind of threw me off. But now that the table is on the side, the listeners have no idea what you are talking about. But that's <laughs> <it's> fine. <laughs> that's okay. Anyways. Do you guys feel that... Well, I feel that Bradley Beal will be, like, obviously a leader for this team now that John Wall is absent. I think he's already been doing that in a sense that, you know, he really takes the losses to heart. He scores a lot. Even though we don't always notice it, Bryna says that he scores very quietly, which is true. He does. And I, I think he has this mentality that... It's always next man up. So if John Wall is gone, okay, he knows that he's next man up. And I think that's going to be really helpful for this team.
3: Yeah, I think that uh, Bill is still kind of coming into his own as a leader. And I feel like, um, you know, I think that there's a lot uh, a of negative things said about the relationship that Wall and Bill have. But I feel like at the end of the day, they are on the same page when it comes to, you know, leading the team and trying to move the team forward. But, I mean, I'm not going to lie that John Wall being out helps Bradley Bill be able to assert himself a little bit more as a leader. He's able to be a little bit more vocal. He's able to, you know, uh, bring along some of the younger guys. Um, And, you know, this is not to say that, you know, they, they have any rift. It's just... You know, it's simple, like, with John not being here, Brad has to take on more of a leadership role. So, and I feel like uh, he's proven, you know, in the 41 games that Wall missed last season that he's capable of, you know, leading the team to at least a 500 record. And I feel like, you know, he's um, ready to, you know, put that load on his shoulders again for this season.
4: I agree, yeah. I mean, even even after all the terrible games that have happened this season, and there's been a lot... You never I've never heard Brad say a negative thing about this team that he doesn't believe in this team that they can't, you know, continue to step up, continue to win, you know, continue to somehow figure it out. And, you know, that's something that he didn't do my first season here 3 years ago. Like that was, you know, it's he's grown into a leader as I've been around him and I think like you said, it's unfortunate that he is able to he's doing it without John and that they can't both shine together, yeah. right? But the benefit of it is that he's able to figure it out and like have the space to do it himself. And he's really done that. He did it last season. He's gonna now do it in these fifty games without John, and he's gonna make a second All Star team because of it. Yeah,
3: I'd, I'd bet on that for sure.
4: Yeah. Speaking
2: of All Star game, if you're listening, which I hope there's listeners. Um, <laughs> of course, there's listeners. Um, I need you guys to go on Twitter and vote for Bradley Beal. I need you to go on Facebook and vote for Bradley Beal. Wherever you can vote, vote. Hashtag NBA vote. I don't think
4: they're doing it that way. No. How are they doing it? You can do it on...
3: I've never voted for the All-Star game before. No, I
4: was thinking thinking about this the other day because I was looking into it just because I was curious because I hadn't seen the hashtag NBA votes. And I don't think Twitter's a thing. I think it's online... Like via the like NBA Google, website? Yeah, like via Google, some Google Home thing or whatever. Mm. Like all those weird things. And I wonder how it's going to affect it. The lack yeah. of NBA Twitter votes. I'm yeah. really going to need you guys
2: to just Google how to vote for the All-Star <laughs> game. And then I'm going to need you to vote for Bradley Beal yeah. and Thomas Bryant, possibly. Yeah. So...
0: <laughs> possibly. Possibly.
2: If, if you're
4: feeling... Troy Brown. If
2: you're... Yes, if you're feeling generous, please vote for our young players who deserve the world, but they will not be at the All-Star game. I think I overheard Troy speaking with another media member, and he said, "Oh, that player is so underrated." And I looked at him and I said, "Who, Thomas Bryant? I know." Like, uh, and then he looked at me like, "What? Like, are you serious right now?" And I'm like, "Oh, sorry, I was kidding. I was kidding." But yeah, so. Go and vote. Go out and vote. Like, it's your American duty to vote.
3: Yeah, and vote for Bill not because we're telling you to, but because he actually deserves deserves it. It.
2: It's well-deserved. What else can we say about this team? I mean, Otto's having injuries. Wall's having injuries. Dwight's having – well, Dwight is, like, Long gone. I think. Yeah, well, I, th- <laughs> I think for
3: to to keep us all saying we should probably like not like count on Dwight Howard contributing in all this yeah, season. Right, but Bryant forever. exactly. But as exactly. far as as far as Otto Porter is concerned, I think uh, it's kind of promising that Scott Brooks said beforehand that it's he's clear been clear to play. to play. Yeah, exactly. So I think that and they said they wanted to get him a practice in before they mm-hmm. put him back on the court. And the team plays uh, on January second. They play the Atlanta Hawks. So I think that there's a good the chance. The next game, yeah, the January second. Yep. So I yeah, think that break. I think that you know there's a good chance that Porter could be back out there and you know kind of contributing. I, I'm very interested to see what the wing uh, depth will look like with uh, Porter and Ariza out there. You know, two high quality three and D players.
4: Yeah, it's been a while. Cause the last time what they played together was an a rookie out of Porter, or a sophomore. Yeah, he was
3: a no. Yeah, he was a roo- he was a rookie, rookie for that that season. That season. Yeah, and they and they upset the Chicago Bulls yep. in the playoffs, and they they took the Indiana Pacers to six games. You know that was back when the, they were the Wiz kids, and yep. expectations were low, and everybody was just kind of happy to be here.
4: Riding the ride. Yeah,
3: exactly. And now you know now the expectations have risen. You know, so has the angst and anger amongst the DC family on Twitter.
2: I remember a couple seasons ago when um, they were playing really well. I got kind of spoiled because if they weren't up by at least 15 points, I would be angry. Now I'm lucky if we stay within 15 points of the other teams. <laughs> so um, we've gone full circle with that. It's yeah. Really, it's It's really humbling to <laughs> go through this season for me. Mm-hmm. This is my first season doing media and... Honestly, I wish I started a couple seasons ago, but you know what, I'm enjoying it because I'm making a lot of friends, you know, that I have friends now and- Blogger's uh, Row, Blogger's Row, like shout out to Blogger's Row. Um, Keith Morris is seeing a specialist for his neck and back soreness. How serious do you guys think this, I mean, obviously it's serious to be seeing a specialist, specialist, but do you foresee him being out for a long time?
3: I, th- I don't think there's any way that we could actually say right. how long that he's going to be out. But as you said, I think that the fact that he's seeing a specialist, Very you know, is a, is a little bit of cause for a concern. Um, you know, honestly, the way that Keith has played this year, I think that, you know, him being out a little while, it gives the team uh, a little bit more time to look at Thomas Bryant, getting him more minutes at center to let Sam Decker play some power forward. Um, even I like the small ball lineup with Jeff Green playing a little bit of center. Um, I think that you know the team needs to develop some of their younger talent and so you know Keith being out you know I, I want we want him to come back as healthy as possible and you know I mean I think that you know he he needs to when he comes back you know kind of fit into a, a newer role, a lesser role so
2: exactly um, <laughs> Keith, <laughs> no has, Keith no so. disrespect to Keith no disrespect to Keith we love you. So much, <laughs> um, but he does great off the bench, and I appreciate keep coming off the bench because yeah. ever since he's been coming off the bench, exactly. he's been balling. So
3: I think that's a good role for him. You know, coming the, I, we don't want him playing you know thirty minutes a game. I think you know he's a good twenty minutes a game player. He can save up his energy and exert a lot of energy when he's actually on the court, and you know, so that he won't be. You know, just standing around, uh, becoming a meme as, as he's frozen on the court. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm the host of this podcast, and I feel like I, I just got stunned. Like, I just, kind of, <laughs> I was just like, um, yeah, that that's true. That's very true. Yes, that's very true.
3: Again, no disrespect to Keith. <laughs> no, no disrespect to Mr.
2: Keith. We love you. Um, Mr. I Keith. know, Mr. Keith, I know you're listening. Anyways... One last thing before we go. I'm pretty excited to see Thomas Sadoransky take on that role again that he kind of took on last year. Because I feel like he had that role. He experienced it. He kind of, you know, it's like last season it was a rough draft for him to kind of like test the waters. Now it's going to be like, okay, you've been in this situation before. Like, how can you make this work? And I think he's going to be really good for this
4: yeah, no, I agree. I think it's going to, I mean, Scott Borks was kind of say, saying pre-game, you know, like, it's kind of going to be up to Sadorianski to, like, save the season like he did last season. <laughs> but, like, and I don't know if it goes that far, but yeah, yeah. I do think, I mean, it, it's going to be, you know, how Sadorianski, this team is going sti- to, like, not sink or swim with Sadorianski, that's a lot, but it's going to go the way Sadorianski goes. You know, when Satur- if Sadorianski plays well, this team can do well. If Sadorianski isn't playing as well it's going to make this team a lot worse than it is already.
3: Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you just said. I think that, you know, last year we learned a lot about Sadransky with the, you know, whole everybody eats wizards. And exactly. I feel like, you know, Sato is, you know, people forget that he's still a developing player and he's still trying to find himself. So I think that, you know, he's shown uh, a lot of growth in his, you know, three years as a wizard. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, we should have faith and be optimistic about what he can do for the rest of this season.
2: There will be no John Wall slander if we do well when he's not here. You hear me?
0: I agree,
2: I agree. I I I, I, I feel like I was talking into the recorder because I imagine, like, all these fans just,
4: like... Well, you already... Like, I already... The amount of, like, everybody eats, like, jokes and whatever, like, that I already saw on Twitter tonight, it's kind of crazy, but, like, it's gonna happen. Like, especially after a game, like, tonight, like, it's gonna happen, and it's unfortunate that it's gonna happen. And it's unfortunate that... John, you know when John is out, that the ball moves a little bit better. But like, that's not an indictment on indictment on John. It's just it's just a different style of play. It's just you know like this is the way it is. But I
2: mean, they're better without an injured John Wall. Right. For sure. A healthy John Wall, which hasn't happened in a while because apparently he's been playing with these Bones spurs for years. Um, yeah, he's the best point guard in the league. <laughs> Oh my gosh! You know, like I do. Becca Becca said it, not me. No, No, I do have this um, one listener who like likes to call me out, and he really thinks that I believe John Wall is the best point guard in the league because I say nice things about him. But um, I say nice things about him because he's our star player. So, duh. Um, Yeah, I don't actually think that, but um, I think he's a great player. So, just on the record.
3: Yeah, and I think that you know we would be uh, remiss without mentioning that you know hopefully hopefully he goes through with the surgery and he comes back healthy and you know he can uh, you know contribute for the next five years with that Supermax so that super max so that it doesn't turn into a sunk cost and you know oh,
2: <laughs> we all got awkward smiles on right now <laughs> um, we we're rooting for you, Mr. Wall. I'm going to call everyone Mr. Keith, Mr. Wall. <laughs> We're going Mr. Put Wall. Put some respect on their Put names. some respect on his name. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening to Locked on Wizards. Troy, tell them where they can find you.
3: Uh, you can find me on Twitter. My handle is at Troy Halibur, H-A-L-I-B-U-R. And uh, my work is at truthaboutit.net. And sometimes in the Washington City paper. I have a big story coming out next week, so be on the lookout for it. Ooh, tease. Tease. How
2: am I ever going to top that? That was like such a impressive like resume <laughs> like I'm just here sitting like you know here's my podcast
3: <laughs> Bryna <laughs> hey, tell them that's, a, that's <laughs> the stunt we're on your podcast yeah. <laughs> I know I <it's laughs> <real awesome. laughs>
4: you guys are so crazy Bryna where can they find you yeah so they can find me on twitter at Bryna K13 B-R-Y-N-A um you can find my stuff on Wizards Extra and yeah yes follow Wizards Extra
2: the handle is at Wizards X-T-R-A huh not li- it's like Wizards Extra. Okay, Plug. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I'm I'm plugging <laughs> everyone's stuff tonight. Um, you can find me at Becca MVP, but like you probably already following me, so follow these two guys. Thank you for listening, and we will see you soon. That was perfect. Wow. Wow.
0: Wow. 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 Could you, I got too much on my mind right now. I ain't got the time to get you set right and locked down. I got too much on my mind right now. Shot a hero down, get my baby thirty-five. Ooh.